at the entrance of thy word, it giveth light. I got to have a light to light things up so I can see what's going on. It not only shows me the path forward, but it also shows me the path that I should not go in, that path of unrighteousness. Because you can lean toward what you think is right and make a mess like we see a lot of people doing right now, taking a lot of folks through a lot of changes. No wonder people are being discouraged right now in their life because you got sources of information coming from everywhere. And God is saying, no, 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 no. If you love me, man of God, if you love me, woman of God, you feed my sheep. You give them something to eat right now because I'm watching over my word to perform my word. I'm, no, I'm not obligated to perform man's word. I'm not obligated to perform the, the president's word. I'm only obligated. I'm only responsible for performing my word. Now put me in remembrance of what I said. I don't care what they said. It's not a debate. God said, look, you put me in remembrance of my word. I will hasten. That means he does not slumber. He's active. He's alert, just watching over his word. And wherever God sees his word going forth, there will be a manifested blessing, a manifested miracle. Because God said, look, I do miracles so great. You know, I do miracles so great. I do wondrous things, says God. And it's all by his word. Amen. And so he does not change. So let's go to the scripture right now and understand we're trying to adjust our behavior and adjust our conduct so it comes in agreement and lines up with the word of God. We're even trying to bring our thoughts along so that they line up and comply with God's will. It's not God's will to see man destroyed. It's not God's will to even see the earth destroyed. Even though he said heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my word will see the earth destroyed. Even though he said heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my word will So that the people of God can be built up in their most holy faith. They can be built up in their faith because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we know Romans tell, tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we're praying that God give his people an ear to hear right now with all the noise that's going on, with all the information that's being put out, all the political rhetoric that's going out there, all of the hate speeches, you know, all of the finger pointing. God said, look, it's my word that when it enters brings light to the darkness, you know, because darkness is all Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 60. He said, look, darkness has covered the land and gross darkness on the people. But then he said in 61 and he said, look here, the same prophet says this. He said, arise, wake up, arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. So I feel the glory this morning. Felt it at six o'clock this morning when we were praying. The glory of the Lord, you know, and it's in his presence where we experience the glory. And we need the word of God to show us how to get into the glory, to bring us into the glory, you know. And it's in his glorious presence where we experience, according to Psalm 16 and 11, we experience the fullness of his joy 
and his pleasures at his right hand forevermore. I don't know about you, but God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is how we're going to have to face these discouraging times in our lives. And we know what to do now. We run to the word because Proverbs 20, Proverbs 18 and 10 said, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it. And they are saved. God will keep us saved. They who dwell under the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And we are here to say of the Lord, he is still our refuge in our fortress. And in him do we put our trust. <clears throat> so let's go to this word this morning. Again, we're in the book of Hebrews chapter 13. And we're going to look at verse 8 this morning. Amen. And it says, Jesus Christ. We got to remember this now. When discouraging times hit our lives, we have to remember this, and we don't remember anything else. How can I put God successfully in remembrance of what he said if I don't remember this? It says it right here. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. They got victory through him yesterday. Okay, back then when he was on this earth, they got victory. Even before that, they got victory because he's the same. Then he goes on to say, you know, yesterday and today and forever. Now, what am I saying to you right there? What I'm saying is this. We need to have another source of power when these types of things come to discourage our lives. Because we know the president say he's got all power. We know he say he's smarter than the generals. We know he said he gets an unction and he know what to do. We know he said, I already saw this coming. We know he calls it the China virus. We know he blaming and pointing the finger at Obama. We know that. We know the limits of his power. But there is another power that's available to the saints of God. Because the Bible says in 1 John 4 and 4, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the White House, the over office, whatever house. Greater is he. And he's the one that brings it to our remembrance if we have studied the word of God to show ourselves approved unto him as a workman who needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, cutting it straight, getting right to what God promised he was going to do through his word. And so he's saying, it's the same thing I did before. It's the same thing I'm, a, I'm a powerful to do today. It's the same thing I'm going to do tomorrow. You just put me in remembrance of it. And he says it right there. You have to remember where your power comes from. You have to remember in the midst of discouraging times and seasons where your strength is going to come from. It comes down from the Lord who is, who is got all the power, who is omnipresent, who is all knowing, who is all loving. He's a tender and a kind and a loving God, but he's also a jealous God, and he's also a God who chastens those whom he loves, and so we have to understand this morning, you know, that the source of life for us in the midst of this discouraging virus and the, and the power that we need, we pull it down from God because he's got all power in his hand and he would give us what we need to get us through there. Amen. So we speak life this morning based on the word of God and we release power in your life this morning. Holy Ghost dudamus power that comes from the word this morning because the scripture says in Acts 4 and 12, it says that the name of Jesus is the only name by which men can be saved. And we have to call on that name, amen, because the word says he'll save us. That means he'll deliver us, he'll take us out, he'll even take this virus out. He's got the power to do it because Hebrews 4 and 12 says this. Now check this out. It says, look, the word of God is powerful and is quick 
and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts asunder between the dividing of soul and spirit, dividing of marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart of man. And so, amen, we have to put this word in our hearts so that when God starts discerning what's in my heart, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth begins to declare those things that be not as though they were because God's word is in my heart. And when I open up my mouth and speak the word of God, put in the memory remembrance of it. God is watching over his word. He's not asleep. He don't slumber, but he's actively watching over that word to perform that word. And if I need healing, God will send forth healing. If I need deliverance, God will send forth deliverance. If I need the back of the enemy broken, God will fight that battle for me. You know, he'll do whatever he needs to do when he's put in remembrance of his word because he always turns things around that the devil means for our bad. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy God people and for a lack of knowledge they end up perishing for a lack of vision they don't know what to do my God so they get more discouraged but God said I'm the same yesterday today and forever <coughs> for I change not you know and so we got to stand on that word and receive that life giving source that word that gives life and that power that comes with the word of God and all myself so we can pull down these strongholds so we can war. L listen at this. The Bible says this. I think it's in Matthew 12 and 35. It says, look, how can you go into a strong man's house and bind a strong man without without first binding him up and, and, and defeat the strong man without first binding him up? How do I bind the strong man? I put the word in my mouth yeah. and I use it as lines and ropes to tie him up with the word of God. Yeah. To tie him up with the word of God. So that now while he's tied up, I can continue with my heavenly advancement on pursuing what God has promised me. Amen. You can't go in there and spoil this house unless you tie him up. And the only way you can tie him up and and, and, and disable him is with the lines of scripture. You just wrap them lines of scripture around him. Every time you open your mouth, you're telling him what thus say the Lord. You got to see that time. You got to see you tying them up. You're twisting them up. You're confusing them because you, Jesus said, look, Satan is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh out of the mouth of God. And you too going to bow down and worship God. He just tied him up out there in the wilderness. He tied him up. We got to tie him up right now because this is a discouraging time of wilderness that we're dealing with right now. And so we have to learn how to use this word, the lines of these scriptures, and just tie him up, wrap him up, confuse him. You know, because he cannot stand the word of God. He cannot. He hates the truth. That's why he's a liar and the father of lies this morning. So we don't use lies. We don't use uh, enticing words and excellency of speech. We come forth with the demonstration of the spirit and power of God because we know the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth have been given to us as the third person of the Godhead body. And when we face that difficult, discouraging time in our life, he brings everything that Jesus given us through the word back to our remembrance. And he teaches us things that we don't know yet. And he shows us things that is yet to come. Amen. So let's run back over here again, getting ready to bring on Pastor Sharon and just go over this one more time. So we're looking at Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. You got to remember where your source of life and source of power, source of deliverance, source of escape, because there's temptations everywhere. You know, they're everywhere. First Corinthians 10, 13 said, look, don't freak out because you there's temptation around you. Don't freak out. <coughs> temptation is not defeat. It's common to everybody. Various temptations that is common to everybody. 
But God said, look at here. I know we tempted to act. I know we tempted to do things out of character. I know we tempted to point our finger at the TV and say, Mr. President, you need to shut up. I've been there. And it gets discouraging sometimes to hear those same old lies, same old talking points. <clears throat> and we're tempted sometimes to lash out in discouragement. But hold your peace. Hold your tongue. Study to be quiet. First Thessalonians 4 and 10 says, study to be quiet. <clears throat> and I've been practicing that word. Having to put that word in practice a lot lately, but it's working for me. It gives me time to think and regroup. And the scripture says, look, there's no temptation that's not common to everybody. Everybody's tempted to do that. They frustrated right now. Everybody's been discouraged in life right now because of this thing. All over the world, not only in America, China, all these places, Italy, Spain, all over the place, Canada. Everybody's feeling the effects of this right here. But look what God said. Everybody's affected the same with these various temptations. But don't worry about it because God is not tempted by it, nor does he tempt anybody by it, nor is he tempted by the evil that comes with it. But he says this right here, I will not put any more on you than I know you are able to bear. You are my chosen generation. You are my royal priesthood. You are my holy nation unto the Father. You are my peculiar people. Your job is in the midst of this is to show forth my praises unto him who have brought us out of darkness past into his marvelous light current. And walk in the light as he's in the light. Not being discouraged, encouraged. Ignited with what's inside of me. Ready to give birth to it to somebody that's discouraged right now because of what they're experiencing. And he says, look, even then what I'll do is this. I will make a way for you to escape out of it. You go verify the scripture right there, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Listen at this, y'all. The word says, so that you might be able to bear that test, to bear that discouragement, to bear that pressure, to the, bear that lying spirit that's coming up, giving a, a press conference, lying to you about what they know and don't know. God will make a way for us to bear it. We have to bear it because we stand on the promises of God. And so remember that, okay, that God has not changed. He told me that last night as Pastor Eric and I was getting off the line. He said, I have not changed. You know, he said, I changed now. I have not changed. I'm the same. He said, I am the same. I have not changed. And that's why that's where this message came from this morning. It came straight from the Holy Spirit. We were processing yesterday and talking about all of these things and talking about the effectiveness of our creating a proud culture and how we're battling against this, this attack and this discouraging hour right now with this coronavirus. And as soon as I walked away to take a bathroom break, bam, the Lord spoke to me. You know, he says, I'm the same. I'm the same. The world is ever changing. I'm the same. You know, and so I want to impart that to you this morning that he is the same. He has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He remains the source of life for us. Because he's a life-giving God. His word continues to manifest and reinforce that life in us. Every time you taste the word, you taste so good. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 34 and 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that trusts in him. Jeremiah 15 and 16 says this, God's word was found. The prophet said, I found your word. He was at a low point. He was ready to throw the towel in. He had been fleeing from the threat that they had given him about the woman. The, 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 the prophetess was going to come and kill him and bring all these prophets because he had been prophesying but he tried to run away and find him a cave but on the way he got tired and fell up underneath the juniper tree and the Lord spoke to him and said son I called you from your mother's womb you can't quit you can't throw in the towel
power. This is the time to rise up and fight and take a stand and stand on my word because the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is the rock that we stand on right here. It's the word of God. It's the teaching of the apostles and prophets where Jesus Christ is still the cornerstone. There is no other foundation in this. And if you're trying to build anything, it's going to fall. And he said, great going to be the fall of it. And you and everything that's following you going to be consumed in that pit right now. We ain't going down in no pit. We ain't going down without a fight because the Bible says, my God, that ever since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God, my God, suffered violence. But the violent are the ones who take it by force. And so we're not going out like that. Amen. We know who our source is and we put him in remembrance of what he said and he would do what he said. Anybody who come to him in this hour have to first believe that God is who he say he is and that God will always do what he promised that he would do. Amen. So I'm going to bring on Pastor Sharon right now and let her encourage you with the word that God has put in her spirit this morning. And we understand, y'all, that this discouraging point in our lives we still got the victory because God has given us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We got the promises he made us and we have found his word. We're eating this word and this word is becoming joy and rejoicing in our hearts and in our souls this morning. So we thank God for sending his word to revive us and to give us light. That word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is our delight. And our counselors this morning. So we thank God for his word. Jesus Christ was the incarnated word of God. Made flesh dwelling among us. And he's still with us today. Emmanuel. Still speaking to us. Still leading us to his word. Still encouraging us to go back to his word. Still got the spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost. Bringing it all back to our remembrance. So we can put him in remembrance of what he said. That we might maintain the victory. In Jesus name. Amen. So welcome Pastor Sharon. As she comes forth. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, and I tell you, this word is is really stirring in my spirit. Uh, Pastor Lester, I just thank you for that. I know after myself will either be Pastor Eric or Pastor Phoebe. Now, uh, I know they're on the line, so what we might do, but you got to remember, we're doing this Facebook Live on the fly, but you know, God is helping us with it, and uh he, he sent Quentin to help us with it. So I think what we might do is, even though you won't see anything on Facebook, because Pastor Eric and Pastor Phoebe is not here with us, we'll leave the phone on so you can hear what they're saying, because they're actually on the line. And so um, I don't know which one will be up after me. Uh, so I'll only take about 15 minutes and then we'll pass it on. But if you're on Facebook Live listening and watching us now, you might not see a picture. You might not see their face after me, but you'll hear their voices. So um, I guess they can go ahead and get ready. So I wanted to talk to you, and this is something God laid on my heart, the scriptures he gave me to talk about is uh, fear. And the subject he gave me, the first time I wrote this, I put um, not giving in to fear or not being fearful. But God told me this. He straightened me up. He said, do not succumb to fear. Because what we have to understand that fear does not have us. Jesus took care of fear. 
But what happens is when things happen in life, fear will try to come and invade and be a part of that problem to give the saints a hard time. And so as God was talking to me about it, he said, do not succumb to fear. And the reason, one of the reasons I'm using this language is in the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Oh, thank you for your love, God. And of a sound mind. Listen, we have to understand that fear is a spirit and fear will try to come and invade your spirit. But we know we have the greater one on the inside of us. All these things going on. And people might not admit they're fearful, but they feel it. And fear, feeling fear can change you. It can make you think a different way. I was telling my husband how God brought it back to me. This was 20 years ago. We were living up in Virginia and some things happening. They kept happening. A problem I had to keep on and on dealing with till it got to the point I would be at work and if the phone rang automatically I would brace myself because I'm like oh no not again I don't have to deal with this again and that was fear that was fear trying to take over and rule my life but you know what God said I did not give you a spirit of fear God didn't give that to us. So saints, even in this time where we see the world is just really spinning out of control, really, when you look at it, I want you to know God is still in control. God did not give us a spirit of fear. We don't have to be afraid. He gave us power. We got to understand we're a powerful being. We are so powerful that not only can we calm ourselves, but the words that come out of our mouth can bring peace and love to others. Now, one thing about fear, if it gets in you, it'll start making you do some, make some bad decisions. And you make your decisions in your mind. And when fear get in there, your mind isn't sound. You can start making crazy decisions. But God said, I've given you love and a sound mind. In the book of John, 1 John 4 and 18, listen to this. There is no fear in love. And you got to know God loves you. Oh, God loves you. God loves me. And he said, in that love, there is no fear. There's nothing we have to be fearful of. Nothing. He said, but perfect love casteth out fear. Don't you know God love is perfect? It is a perfect love. Perfect meaning it has matured and it's maturing us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It said, because fear hath torment. I'm still in 1 John 4 and 18. That scripture said, fear has torment. Do you not know fear will torment your mind? Fear can make you crazy because you're not living in what's actually going on. You're living in the fear and it will torment you. Listen to the end of this scripture. He that feareth 
is not made perfect in love. Lord, I want to be made perfect in love. I cannot let fear invade me and stop that. Listen to John 14 and 27. This is what Jesus said. Peace I leave with you. I leave unto you. Not as the world giveth. Gave I unto you. Then he said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be afraid. Don't let your heart be gripped by fear. In the Old Testament, they use a phrase a lot. And it's talking about faint of heart. And I remember years ago, the same time I was telling you, I would listen, the phone would ring. And I'm like, oh, do I have to deal with this again? Fear was trying to set up. But you know what I did? I went to the mirror. I pulled up scriptures, some of these very scriptures. And it was one scripture in there that talked about being faint of heart and talking about our heart being strong in the Lord. And you know what I did? I looked in that mirror and I said, Sharon, you are not faint of heart. You are strong and mighty in God. You have the hinds feet strong and mighty in God. You know why? Because I realize I am a child of God. And if you know that you're a child of God, you know everything your father has at his fingertip, in his hand, in his heart, belongs to you too. You are an heir. You are joint heir with Christ Jesus and all that God has. So we have to remember that. Remember Hebrews 13 and 6 says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Oh, come on now. Where you sit now, you ought to say to, you ought to lift your hand up and say, the Lord is my helper. That's if you know he's your helper. And I will not fear what man can do to me. No man, no virus, no sickness, nothing. Because God is stronger than it all, than it, everything. Romans 8 and 15 says, For you have not received the spirit of fear, the spirit of bondage again to fear. What did I tell you? Fear comes to torment and it'll put you in bondage. You will begin to wear shackles again. You will begin to be limited in your movement as a child of God or even in your everyday life because fear will put you in bondage. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, not of fear. You have been adopted into the family of God. Listen to this. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And we need to cry out to our Father, not just for ourselves. Let me tell you something. God have you covered. If you spend time with God and your relationship with God is good and you talk to him and you're honest with him now is the time not so much to worry about yourself but pray for others and and try to give to some of your time and prayer time to others i'm gonna pray about my family i know you're gonna pray about yours i'm not saying not to do that what i'm saying is not all the time just be on us we need to cry out to Abba Father for those who don't know him and that they can be a part of our family. Verse 16, and it's still Romans 8, verse 16. The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are 
the children of God. See, God's spirit will bear witness with you that you are a child of God. And he will let us know that do is count on your father. Turn to your father. Now in this, I'm not saying just go out there, do whatever you want to do like some of these people are doing, hanging out at the beach, going out every day, eating out, and just having a great old time like there is nothing going on. No, you be careful. You wash your hands. Don't put yourself in positions that can compromise your health and your family health. But what I am saying is, you do your part and let God be God. God will cover you. God will take care of the parts we can. My last scripture, and then I'm going to turn you over to Pastor Davis, is in Isaiah, the 40th chapter, the 31st verse. And this scripture read, and I know a lot of us are familiar with it, but it's not that we've heard it before, it's that we hear it now in a time of need. We need to hear the scripture like we're hearing it for the very first time, you see. We, we give so much of our strength away when we say things like, oh, I've heard that before, and we tune <coughs> ourselves out. You might have heard it before, but you need it now. And this is what you have to understand. Scripture is no good just because you heard it before. You got to bring the scripture out when you need it. That's your fighting power. So listen to this, Isaiah 40 and 31. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. It's time to renew our strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Dor. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down therein to him. As you see what we are approaching right now in the day and age right now with this coronavirus. But my God, I thank God, amen, because everything is working out for our good. And David was running from Saul. He was running from the king. He was running for his life. But my God, God always have a way of escape. And as we read this, amen, and understand this, that this is a, such a time as what we're facing right now. But know that God is still the same God yesterday and forevermore. And I love this passage of scripture right here. It's my last one. And he said, and everyone that was in distress. You see what's going on in the world. Everyone is in distress right now. They don't know what to do. They don't have an answer from the commanding chief, our president. He's supposed to give a word out. But my God, he's in distress too. My God. It said that everyone was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontent, what they did, they gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them and there were with him about 400 men. These men of families, amen, they had women, they had children, they had animals, and they all came to the seed of David, amen, from the root of Jesse to gather together as one, amen. They all came together as one, and they hid, amen, in the presence of the Lord. 
Because God is the same God yesterday and forevermore. So we thank God, amen, that we're able to gather together as one on this day that the Lord has called us, amen. We don't need a brick and mortar, amen, because we got the word of the Lord that has continued to go forth. And as God has encamped all of his people together in their houses, wherever you may be, on the job, amen. Some of y'all may be working today. Some of y'all may be driving down the road. Some of y'all may be going out and getting stuff. But thank God, amen, that you have this opportunity that presents itself, amen, and we no longer can hide anymore, saints of God. We got to come out of our hiding places, amen, because he has not given us the spirit of fear. Thank you, Pastor Sharon, but love, power, and a sound mind, amen. So that's why we love to present the word of God over this prayer line, amen, to create a prayer line for God, amen, a culture that has been established in the presence of the Lord, amen? So don't have no fear, don't have no doubt, amen? If God did it for David and all of his family, God is the same God is yesterday, today, and forevermore. He always will be God, amen? So we exhort the name of Jesus, amen? We praise his holy name. We thank God for this opportunity, amen? Because God said in Romans 8 and 31, if I be for you, who in the world can be against you, amen? God is with us, amen, and no one should dare charge God's elite. We are the elite of God, saints of God. So you are the apple of your father's eye, amen. You are the salt of the earth, praise be to God. You are the head and not the tail. God said you should be blessed coming in and blessed going out, amen. When you come out of this place, amen, out of your house, amen, and you get the opportunity to still proclaim and preach and teach and minister the word of God. Build the people up. Encourage them. Amen. Because they're all running in distress. Everybody else is running in distress except the children of God. So we as true believers speak the word of God and live. Amen. We preach what we live and we live what we preach. But we thank God. Amen. That everybody was able to tune in and stay tuned in. Praise be to God. We come together every morning at 6 o'clock a.m. on the dot shop ready to give God all the glory, all the honor, all to pray. So we give honor to him. We thank him. Amen. Thank you, Father God, for everything that you're doing in our life, God. Thank you, God, that you're providing everything that we need. According to Philippians chapter 4 and 19, for he said, I will supply all of your needs, all of your needs, not some, but all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Amen. And God is supplying everything that we need, saints of God. All we have to do is keep our trust in him. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding, but acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 and 6. Keep trusting in the Lord. And he said in Isaiah 40 and 31, if I wait upon the Lord, he shall renew my strength, that I shall mount up like wings of an eagle, that I shall run and not grow weary, that I shall walk and faint not. Oh, my God, you keep waiting on the Lord, and he will continue to give you the peace, amen, to surpass us all of our understanding. So we thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit that leads us, guides us, and protects us, God, in everything that we do, God. And we're going to remember this moment, remember this time, God, that you, Father God, are the only one, God, that we supply 
that all on our knees, God. You're the only one, God, that we look, Father God. We're keeping our eyes. Look to the hill which come at our help. Our help coming from you, God. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we thank you in the name of Jesus for this connection, Father God. There is no deconnection, Father God. There is no disconnection. It's always a connection in the spirit, Father God. For the Lord that God is saying, he is stating, he is proclaiming, he's sending his word out according to Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word go forth. It will not return void, but it will accomplish what he said it out to do. God sent this word out. He declared this word. He decreed this word. And light shall bring upon thy way in thy path. My God, in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you, Father God, for your presence, Father God, over this Facebook, social media, podcast, prayer line. God, we thank you for everything that you have given us, Father God, because this is a new day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah, saints of God. Amen. I now turn it over to my lovely wife, Pastor Phoebe Davis. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh. Praise the Lord. So grateful today that we were able to gather. Praise God via phone, via satellite, via Facebook Live. Thank God we, we had one determination in mind, and that was to get the word out to whomever could join in, to come in. We thank God for the word that has went forth on today, just reminding us that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, that God does not change as we, God's people, can see so much of the world has changed. So many things have changed in just a, a matter of a, a short time. Things have changed and turned around. But we thank God that for those of us who love the Lord and trust in his every word, we are so grateful that it has not changed us. We're still determined yes. now more than ever to get the word out, to encourage people in the things of God, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. We thank God for the time that he allowed us to, to invest the word of God into our, our spirits and to allow the word of God to transform our minds and to, to share it with others. We will continue to do it now more than ever. Share the gospel with somebody who does not know Jesus. This is the time for us to, to build up on and getting the word out even the more and reminding people that God's word does not change. But now this is the time for the word of God to be applied to everything, to every situation. Um, I just want to share real quick uh, Psalms 24, which was a Psalm of David. And it's basically continuing to talk about the king of glory. His, the king of glory is going to continue to be revealed. It's being revealed now. It's not going to stop. It's not going to change. Thank God that we're not walking around in fear. We're taking this time to draw closer to him and to draw others closer to him. We didn't just open up the line for just us today. We opened it up for everybody so everybody could come in and could share. We're going to continue to make Jesus' name great. But Psalms 24 says, and 21 says, for the it says that earth is the Lord's and the fullness there is, the fullness of it, the world and those who dwell in it. So in other words, God is still in control of everything because the Lord, the earth, 
It belongs to the Lord. It belongs to him. And so regardless of everything that's happening, the earth is still the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he's still here keeping us and he's still here protecting us. He's still here providing for us. The doors have been open for people who normally would not have things. The doors are being open, open for them to have things. And so we thank God that it took this for the nation to come together, for all believers to come together to pray for others. It's no longer about us. Once we accepted Christ into our life and he placed us out here to share his gospel, it's his gospel that we're sharing, not our gospel. And so now is the time he said, let people know about me. Feed them my word. Share with them. Let them know that the time is now for people to rise up and begin to worship. As Pastor Lester shared in the beginning, he said, Arise, oh rise, for the glory of the Lord is here. The glory of the Lord is here. It's here now. God is so great. God is so wonderful. He's awesome. And he's open to receive whoever is open to receive him. And he said, the he, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the streams and rivers who may ascend unto the mountain of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to what is false, nor has sworn oaths deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and the righteous from the God of his salvation. Salvation is here. This is the time for salvation to be Share even the more. Share salvation. That's what it's about. It's about soul saving. It's about soul saving. Even though things are happening around us, souls are still being saved. People still need Jesus. We don't just have Jesus for ourselves. He's for everybody. He is the savior of the world, the savior of the universe. So we thank God for each and everyone getting on today, joining in with us, even though Things were happening to keep us from getting set up and established. We kept continuing to share the gospel because that's the attitude you got to have. You got to get it out regardless of whatever the circumstances are. Even when the hiccups come and the mishaps come, you got to still get that word out there. Whatever opportunity you have, was God says that my word shall go forth, never to return void, that it will accomplish that very thing that it was sent out to do. And I'm so grateful that today the word accomplished what it was sent out to do. No matter what the crisis is, no matter what happens, you continue to preach the gospel, teach the gospel. It's going to get out. You continue to go forth no matter what hiccups come. You still come continue to preach and share that gospel because the word has got out and it will continue to go out. It's reaching the nation. Remember, God ain't giving us no spirit of fear. We're not afraid. We're not afraid. Why? Because we got the word of God to apply to our life. And that is what we're doing. And that's what we will yes. continue to do. Amen. Love you. God did not give us a spirit of fear. So that's not the place where we turn or we run to. And Pastor Phoebe and Pastor Eric are just, you know, just adding on to what God is doing right now to encourage and to strengthen us. So you, you've received this morning an excellent strategy to what to do to answer that call to what to do 
when I'm just I'm in that discouraging place right now. We are going to have those seasons. This is all going to affect all of us the same way. We're all limited in mobility right now. We can't move about freely like we like to. We love to go to our favorite restaurant after church, you know, and I would advise you not to do that. I'm so glad that Pastor Sheridan already cooked a great meal. I'm going to eat in my own house, you know. <laughs> Not going to expose myself out there. And I would suggest to you, as she said, continue to do all those things that have been told to do. Wash your hands, you know, you know, do all those things. Practice those things, you know. That's what we can do on the physical side. But at the same time, don't leave God out now. You got to balance this thing out because it's both physical and it's spiritual. And I would like to say it's more spiritual than it is physical because the, the, the power of God through his word overrides and overshadows all of it. And so that's the foundation we got to stand on. That's what we do. You know, we don't even consider giving up. You know, we don't even consider throwing in the tower. That was Jeremiah, but he found the word. We mm -hmm. found the word this morning. Mm -hmm. We're eating that word. And I pray and hope right now that there is some joy and there is some joy taking place inside mm -hmm. your spirit. The Bible said, David asked God, he said, Lord, I, I want to know truth in my inner parts. And I want to know wisdom in my innermost being so that he could be able to make a well-informed decision. Remember, he had, he had messed up royally, you know, had Uriah killed and, you know, and took his, took his wife Bathsheba and had children and they died and they tried to kill him. So a whole bunch of mess came out of that. But what we give birth from is the seed of the word that's in us. And the Bible said that's why we had it in our heart because there's going to come a season when I need to draw from that well of salvation. I need to pull up that word as the Holy Ghost brings it to my remembrance because I'm going to have to use it. I'm going to have to apply it. I'm going to have to stand on it. Why? Because God is waiting to be put in remembrance of what he said. Jeremiah 1 and 12. And then over in Isaiah 43 and verse 26, he says the same thing. Remind me of what I said. I just want to know if you took the time to go and examine my word or you just going to lean toward what you think is right. Proverbs 3, 3, 2, 5 said, lean not toward thine own understanding, but in all of your ways, especially when you're discouraged and you're going through and you're trying to figure out what to do, acknowledge him in all your ways. And he said, and I will direct your path. Son, don't forget my word. Son, keep it before your eyes. Keep it in your mouth. Keep it in your heart. Keep it near you. Why? So that I can have it readily available. That's what Jesus did. He spent all them years, 30 years, preparing for three and a half years of ministry that started with him going out into the wilderness, being led by the Spirit of God, full of the power of God, approved of God, you know, hadn't ate nothing, fasting. And here comes Satan. And Jesus said, the first thing he said, Satan, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That's in the book of Luke chapter mm -hmm. four, verse 18, you know. And three times Satan came and tempted him. And each time Jesus quoted the word to him. Why was he able to do that successfully? He spent all of them years, starting at 12 years old and 18 years later, he's in the temple sitting under those apostles and those teachers and those elders and those scribes. What is he doing there? He is being taught, but at the same time he's teaching because he was all about his father's business all the way to the end. And he was successful, able to do three and a half years of ministry. You know, and I just give God the praise. I give God the glory. I give him the honor because he made it to the temple, you know, where he was born. He went into that temple where he was born and he took that book that was given to him by the ministry. And he turned to that same place in that book and I in, in, in Luke where it was written by the by the physician Luke. And he said, look, the spirit of the Lord 
is upon me. He has anointed me, mm. you know, to give that sight to those blind people, you know, to set those captives free, you know. And after he got through telling them what he was anointed to do, all these people around talking about they are anointed to do whatever and prophesy and prophesy and give all these old fake <coughs> promises to people. No, the anointing that God has given us isn't to destroy the yoke. It's not for me to be begging for money and, and, and aggressively pursuing people for their money. It's so that the yoke can be destroyed. And so hopefully this morning that this service has been a yoke destroying, burden bearing, uplifting, encouraging uh, yes. scripture uh, outpouring to you this morning, impartation to you this morning, that you've got something right now that you can build on, you can work with, because if you work the word, I'm here to assure you that the word works. And so at this time right now, <coughs> if there's anyone this morning that have chimed in, see a lot of familiar names there on the screen. <coughs> and if you're at a discouraging uh, time in your life and you don't know what to do, uh, we're here to pray for you. And we will pray for you if you if you, there's a specific prayer request that right now that is discouraging you and you need prayer for. We're going to pray a, a general prayer here in a minute. Uh, but salvation, if you don't have salvation, if you have not confessed out of your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have not asked him and invited him to come into your heart and be your Lord and your Savior, we always like to highlight that in anything that we do, any teaching, any prayer that we do is give people an opportunity, even backsliders. Jesus said in Jeremiah 3 and 15, I'm married to the backslider. So if you fell away, you let your fire go out, you want to come back so God can rekindle that fire, reignite you, re-excite you about serving God at this discouraging time in your life. We can do that too because God is always married to the backslider. Even if there are prodigal sons and daughters out there who have left the church, who have left your, your parents' house, you're just out there in the world right now, in the pig pens of society right now, Trying to trying to put together some type of life and it's not working for you and it's discouraging you. And right now you can't make the money. You can't go to the job because they've taken all that opportunity away from you. And so you may be just in a place right now where you don't you don't know what to do. And you may feel like a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter, but I'm here to tell you, you can always go back to your father. He's waiting for us with open arms this morning. He said, though I stand at the door and knock, you've got to open up and invite me to come in. And when you do, I'll come in and sup with you, says the Lord. That means he'll come in and reason with us. Though our sins be red like crimson, mm. you know, I'll make them white as snow. I'll wash you again in the blood of Jesus because 1 John 1, 7 through 9 says this. He is faithful and just to forgive those who ask him and to cleanse them of all their unrighteousness. I'm telling you, we serve a loving and a kind God and he never changes. He said, he said, Pastor, I'm the same. I don't change. I was a savior yesterday. I'm a savior today and I'll be a savior going forth forever. To my people. I want to be their God because I've chosen them to be my people. You are, hear me, you are a chosen generation. Before the foundation of the world, God chose you. You didn't choose him. Amen. And so he chose us as a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That's over in 1 Peter 2 verse 9. He says a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation unto God, a peculiar people that makes a difference in the world that we live in. You have so much power and so much value placed on you by the sovereign God and creator. He didn't throw no junk together. He created us in his image and likeness. And we're supposed to be as he is, so are we in the earth. First John 4 and 17. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's given us the, the, the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we're not fighting anymore for no victory. We're fighting from the position of victory because we've been 
transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son, which is a kingdom of light. And we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And so we're here this morning to do his will this morning because he said when he came that I came to do my father's will, you know. And so that's what we're here to do, the work that he did and greater works than those shall we do because we got the Holy Ghost, y'all. You know, he, he helps us. You know, he knows the will of God. We know only our own will, but he knows the will of God. He knows what God requires. And that's who lives inside of us. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is within me than he that is in this world. We know who's in this world. We know that spirit out there, but we're in the world, but we're not of this world. We're sojourners just passing through. We're on our way home, y'all. Somebody on 21 and 4 says this, there's going to come a time when all the tears are going to be wiped away. All the crying will be over, y'all. Come on, somebody. And there'll be no more of this or no more of that. No more worries, no more pain, no more suffering. And then we will forever be with the Lord. You know why? It does not yet appear what we're going to be. But this one hope we have going forward, this one thing we know and we imparted to you, is that when he shall appear, we shall see him the way he is. You know how we're going to do that? Because we'll be just like him. I'm excited about that thing, y'all. And so we ask you to just continue to endure to the end to be saved. You know, salvation is past, it's present. And his future. Why? Because he's the same. He gave salvation back then. He's giving salvation today. So he's the same today. And he'll give salvation all the way to the end. Because when he appears, it's too late. It's all over. Then we got to stand in the white, great white throne judgment. And he says, if I have not accepted his father's you know, condition, his father's love now before men while we have a chance, at that time it'll be too late. He's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I knew you not. You rejected my father's offer then. I'm going to deny you now before my father. Yeah. And the Bible says that all of those men who right now are rejoicing. Don't rejoice because God has given you some type of sign or something. Rejoice because your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. That's why we rejoice. Because right now we just got to endure to the end so we can be saved. Because God is going to reward those who have been righteous and faithful. And he's going to punish those, judge those who have been unfaithful. And so that's what we're working for. We're working for that crown, that eternal crown of salvation that we all wear a crown, y'all. I can't wait to join in with those elders around the throne. I just can't wait, man, to start worshiping him and bowing before him, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and who is to come again. The Lamb of God, the Almighty God, El Shaddai, my God, we give him praise this morning. Thank you all for joining our service this morning. Hopefully it's been a blessing to you. Amen. Uh, amen. And so, amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And so anybody out there right now that needs to just repent of your sins this morning, amen. All you have to do is just ask God to forgive you. Remember, the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive all those who ask him. We don't have sometimes because we do not ask. God is faithful to forgive us that we would just ask him. Now, this is not a license for you to go out and sin and think, okay, I'll get next week, I'll get God to forgive me or next Sunday. No, 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 no. When you repent, what you're saying is, I'm confessing my sins, Lord, that I've sinned against you. I'm asking you to forgive me. I know that I'm forgiven. I know that it will be washed away like it never happened, never to be seen or heard again unless you bring it up. Okay, but then I got to turn around and ask God to help me to turn away from it and go in a new direction. Because if I don't and I stay on that highway, 
chances are I'm going to encounter the same type of temptation and give in to them because of peer pressure, because of other types of pressures, because of other things, you know, that are going to appeal to me. And so when you repent, it not only requires you confessing sin and asking God to forgive you out your mouth, it requires a turn. That's what it means to turn away from one thing and turn toward something else. And so that means you're turning your back on the world, the pleasures of the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And I'm turning and embracing God's way of doing things. And he'll help us. Most time people repent, ask God to forgive them. And they find that that seem like all hell breaks loose. The struggle increases on them. And they be saying, I was better off when I didn't repent. That's only because you did not ask God to help you. You did not ask God to come and fill you with his spirit. You know, not a it, but a he. God wants to come and dwell in his people by living on the inside. And he said, when the father sends his promise, he's going to come and be in you and be with you. So that's God living in us. You know, the Holy Spirit. Some people say the Holy Ghost. But that's God in us. He is a person. He's the third person of the Godhead body. And yes, you might speak with a new tongue, but don't freak out if you don't wait to be filled by God. That's not the reason why he's there. He's not there just to cause you to speak in a new tongue. You know, God is there to give you power, dunamis power. Now, when the him that is able to do exceeding abundant above all we could ask or think of him, according to the power of God that worketh in us, according to Ephesians 3.20. That's why he's there to remind us of what God said about us, to remind us of what we can do. You know, all of us, every breathing creature on this earth has a purpose assigned to them by God. And there is no life if you don't strive for that purpose. And the Holy Ghost is the... Truly an awesome time that we had on uh, this morning. And uh, just wanted to, again, just thank everybody. We had about 20 to 21 tuning in on Facebook, and that's not including those that we had on other platforms. So uh, a great, great, great first initial launch, um, a first initial test run or pilot, so to speak, for it to be the first episode that went truly well. But for those of you who are just now, tuning in if this is your first time watching this is our first facebook live episode but for those of you just now uh we have a podcast called creating a prayer culture for god um it's available literally everywhere on all platforms apple podcast spotify podcast google podcast you name it it's available so for those of you who are new for just now tuning in please be sure to uh just listen in um, to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God podcast. Um, it's recorded every morning at 6 a.m. And if you want to find it, there's simple instructions. Go on Google, type in the Google search bar, cre Creating a Prayer Culture for God. Um, once you Google it, the first thing that'll pop up, it'll be the actual, the cover for the podcast, the, which is a picture of our pastors. And the links on the top will take you to Creating a Prayer Culture for God. And it is absolutely free to listen in, um, to Google it. And as I said before, the steps now are easy. You don't have to download any apps. You don't have to do anything like that. All you have to do is go to google.com, search creating a prayer culture for God. Once you hit search, the first thing that'll pop up is the creating a prayer culture for God podcast. So we do ask everyone to Google us 
and to listen in every morning. It is updated every morning. Um, and also, for those of you that don't know, there is a prayer line that you can connect to, and the uh, credentials are located on Pastor Lester's Facebook page. But those of you who would like the credentials to tune in to creating a prayer culture for God. But for those of you who don't have it, the number is 712-775-7085, and the code is 123218-POUND. So that's one of the codes that is available. But for those of you, as I said before, that are new, just be sure, as I said, to tune in to Creating a Prayer Culture for God. Um, every time you listen in and you support and show support, um, you actually bring in revenue for the podcast. You don't, have to, you don't have to pay anything. There's no subscription fees. But as you listen, every time you listen, every time you stream, that does bring in revenue for the podcast so that we continue to grow. Uh, we are being listened to right now across over 40 different countries. And during this current coronavirus pandemic, our listenership has actually increased by over 73%. So a lot of people throughout the country, they're tuning in and they're listening. And it's really, really, really had a positive impact on our nation during this time where a prayer culture is needed the most. Uh, we created a prayer culture for such a time as this. So. I just want to encourage everyone to please tune in every morning. And Facebook Live, this is something that we kind of came up with on the fly, but we're going to, within the next week, um, come up with some ways to implement. So next Sunday, uh, it'll be even more um, set up and professionalized. Uh, this morning, we kind of went with the flow, and it turned out quite well. Uh, we had uh, consistent listeners throughout, so I appreciate that. Uh, but continue to be on the lookout for some status updates by Pastor Lester. And um, next Sunday, um, and possibly more Sundays to come, we'll have it updated as well. So I want to just thank Pastor Sharon and Pastor Lester for, you know, allowing me to be the technology, technology specialist. And for those of you that have more questions, just continue to, you can send me a private message or send Pastor Eric or Pastor Lester a private message, and we'll be sure to answer any other questions you all have. Thank you all so much. Be blessed. Heal me from cancer. A lot of you don't know that, you know, amen. I, I know I look like a, a physical specimen, but see, in December 2018, I was diagnosed with stage four lymphatic, chronic lymphatic lymphoma. But I question God, why me? Because I pray for people. I, I minister your word. Why me, God? And this is what he told me. Y'all need to hear this. I wasn't bound by no fear then. I just didn't understand why me at that time. I was on fire for God. Why did cancer show up? And God said, look, you've been praying for people ever since you've been a minister, laying home, going to hospitals, praying for people. They've been getting healed. So you know that I'm a healer for other people. You got faith to believe for them and pray for them and anoint with all and lay hands like James 5 said. He said, but now I'm taking you to another level of faith. You know, you're going to have your own personal testimony because I'm going to heal you. Now you're going to know me as your personal healer, you know. And so he healed me of cancer. June of 2019, totally healed my body of cancer. Totally healed my body of cancer. So I'm cancer free today because God healed me. And he told me, I'm taking you from one level of faith to another level of faith. Amen. Romans 117, that's what he said. I'm taking you from one level of faith to another level of faith. And in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 18 and 19, he said, I'm taking you from one level of strength to another level of strength, from one level of glory to another level of glory. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm free, trying to free other people. 
You know, trying to tell you, look, God is a healer. Cancer, just like any other disease, is a curse of the law. But according to Galatians 3.13, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And you got to tell those things that you are a curse of the law. You ain't got no business in my life. Diabetes, high blood pressure. You are a curse of the law. And then wait on the manifestation of your healing. It will come. You got to wait on God. As Pastor Sharon told us, Isaiah 40 and 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they will not faint, says the Lord. Be of good cheer this morning. And he will spend the night hard. I say, wait on the Lord and be of good cheer. Psalms 27 and 14. He'll do it. Yeah. I'm here to tell you as a, as a personal witness of it. Bear witness of it. He'll do it. Yeah. You know. And it, out of that was birthed this creating a prayer culture for God. It came out of that testimony. And right after that, he said, I want you to go and create a prayer culture for God. Not for me, for God. You know, not for my name's sake, but for his name's sake. I said, God, what is it going to be about? He said, because I want to counter all of that narrative that the devil got out there trying to push on people to create doubt. And he said, your testimony is going to be paramount because I'm healing you so that you can have your own personal testimony. My people in, in, in Exodus 15 and 26, they kept on complaining and bickering and God is healing them. But at the same time, he said, Moses... I'm going to release these serpents on them right now because if they don't stop complaining, these serpents are going to bite them. But I want you to take that serpent and hold it up on a pole. And when they look up at it, you tell them this is how the Savior is going to be lifted up on a tree to be cursed for them. And so he became that sin for us. He became that curse for us who knew no sin, hung on that tree, and with whose stripes we are healed. Physical healing because of those stripes. Come on, y'all. Remission and, and, and cleansing of sin because of that blood that was shed. Washed away sin. <coughs> so we can get physical healing. We can get sins removed because of the, 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 the physical stripes on his body and the blood that was shed out of his body. Still yet living and making an atonement for us. Yes, covering us Lord. right now. Yes, you know, Covering the multitude of yes, faults out there right yes, now. Yes, yes, and until he comes, that yes. blood is still making an atonement. So anybody can come right now under that fountain that flow and be washed and be cleansed. But it's you got to be your decision. got to be your choice. You know, so I'm healed today because of that. You know, send his words, Psalms 107 and 20. Heal my disease and rescue me from destruction. And so I love him today. I trust him with all my heart. I'm going to serve him until the end. And then beyond, because I'll be in eternity with him, forever to be with the Lord. That kingdom, there will be no end. <laughs> this age is going to pass, y'all, as we know it. But the world will never be destroyed because God is going to come and make all things new. A new, new heaven, a new Jerusalem. He's going to make all things new. Got a new body he's bringing with him for us. <laughs> this old corruption going to put on incorruption. And this old mortality going to put on immortality. And we'll never, ever be sick, cry, shed any tears and the pain anymore. Thank you. We'll forever be with the Lord. <laughs> I'm excited, y'all. Praise God. All right, then. Y'all know you get, when you turn a preacher loose, they'll preach all day if you let them. But, <laughs> but, but Pastor Sharon telling me, let it go. So I'm going to let it go. Amen. All right, then. Well, if there are any, um, any announcement, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe Quinn, anything y'all want to say as we get ready to wrap this up? Any updates? Amen. Anything out there right now that we need to let everybody know that's going on? Uh, we're, we're, we're planning on doing a lot more live sessions. Uh, Quentin is working on that now. We're going to purchase some more equipment. And so Pastor Eric has got it set up. Yeah, hit us up, Pastor Eric.
3,100 plays. Uh, we're touching every continent here in the, in the world on this earth. Thank in this universe, you are this all the way to Italy, where the hot man is at. Even in China, you are this and then. I see the results. I have the evaluation. And they are giving us a great amen follow-up. And we got to keep this word going out. We have well over 29 platforms right now. That's almost every uh, podcast that is out there. And that's where the creed and prayer culture for God podcast, prayer line is being restocked. So I ask that you continue to join in every morning at 6 a.m., amen. Uh, and also on Thursday night at 7.30, amen, p.m. We have our Thursday night Bible study. So we thank God, amen, that everyone was able to join in and praise be to God. Go out and just be a doer of the word. We hear the word. The word of God says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing is the word of the Lord. Amen. So we heard the word. So now let us go out and be a doer of what God's word says. Amen. Praise be to God. God bless everyone, love everyone, and thank you in Jesus' name. I'm so grateful for the opportunity that we all could come together and have service together. What an awesome time. Continue to Keep getting on, joining us. Continue to keep getting in your word. Study it, seeking after God. Continuing to, to listen, to hear his voice. Stay in your word. Keep that word before you. Sharpen up those, those listening skills. Continue to just keep your heart open to what thus saith the Lord. We're going to continue to keep feeding you the word of God. We are so grateful for this time. What an awesome time today. What an awesome service. I tell you, one of the best services. Anytime we say we're two or three gather in my name, I'm in the midst. And I can tell you, God is truly always in the midst. Come on, we woke up this morning in an excitement and it just continued over and fell upon the, the 11 o'clock service today. So we thank God that we're open to whatever God has, we're open to it. So Thank you. Continue to join us. We love everybody. Keep God first in everything. Seek him first, continuously, always. Be blessed. Yeah, good. Hear everybody heads. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity that we were able to, although not get together physically, yes. we thank you for the technology that we were able to all yes. get connected, Father God. We were connected. <laughs> We were connected physically and connected spiritually, Lord, to the power source, which is God, Lord. So we thank you for yes. service today. We thank you for Facebook Live, Lord God. We thank you for the podcast. We thank you for the phone lines, Lord. Yes. We thank you for the connectivity, Lord God, just for allowing us to continue to reach out and to continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord God. And we just ask that you continue to keep everybody safe during this pandemic, Lord God. We ask that you continue to guide our leaders, Father God, to guide the leadership, to guide the government, Father God, because we know that you are the true system of government. We know that you are the true government, Lord God. We know that you are Ooh, the true yes, maker, Lord God. So you just ask that you da, 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 keep everybody encouraged, Lord God, to keep your hand, your hedge of protection, wow. your love around everybody, Father yes. God. And Lord God, we come against anxiety. We come against panic yes. right now. We come against that right now. Right now, Father God, we come against the right yes, now. No, no worrying Jesus. about it, Father God. We know that you don't give the spirit of fear. So we come against Love. people being fearful right now, those that are worrying, Father God. We know that you have us protected, Father God. We know yes. that you can have us, Father God. So cover our immune systems, Father God. We know that you are the, the true vaccine, Father God. You are the ultimate vaccine, Father God. So we know that you can heal the sick, Father God. So just touch our immune systems, Father God, and those that listen in, Father God. 
God. We just thank you, Father God, for being who you are, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for this podcast. We thank you for this phone line. And we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for just being who you are. And until we meet again, Lord, continue to keep us safe and continue to love on us, Lord. We're going to continue to love on one another as you love us, Lord. So we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Y'all be blessed. Amen. This service is officially ended in Jesus' name. Y'all be blessed until we meet again. May the Lord keep your rest between us until we come together.